I'm starting a new series, and today I'll just kind of set it up of where we're going to go over the next few weeks. But I want to put us as believers in a place where we're actually confident in Jesus. We're confident in what he's done in our lives, and we can be that testimony for the world. And we all face things, but we, sometimes we don't know how to overcome. But there's one way that the Word says that we always overcome, and it's by the blood. Specifically, by the blood of the, by the, blood of the Lamb and by the Word of our testimony. So those, that's where we're going to camp over the next few weeks upcoming. The blood of the Lamb, the Word of, the test, the word of our testimony. And testimony, we just heard an amazing testimony. But see, for you, that might not inspire faith. For you, that might actually serve to make you remember, I don't have yet what I've been praying for. So a testimony is not just a story. It's evidence that actually produces faith. And the testimony, the evidence that produces faith that you need is the blood. Specifically, what the blood did for you where the blood is. You know, we hear these kinds of things in Christianity, but we don't know how. You know, here's what we hear. I'm going to plead the blood for you. I'm going to pray the blood for you. Really? I don't even What are you talking about? Now, if you've used that language, I'm not trying to belittle that language. It's just, what does that mean for me? <clears throat> and I want to talk about what the blood means for us. And it's all wrapped up in this idea. Jesus, when he was on that cross, he literally became the sin of the world. He took upon himself the chastisement needful for us to have peace with God. He took within himself the manifestation of the penalty of breaking the law, and he died the death that we deserve. And he passed into that grave, and he remained faithful toward God, cut off from the Father. But it says something very peculiar after that. And a lot of times we don't even realize that this is what he did until you go back and you read Hebrews, and it's in there. But Jesus ascended with his own blood back into the heavenly holy of holies for a couple of purposes. He offered that blood before the Father to say, this is human perfect blood that anybody who comes through this blood has the remission of sins and the removal of the root of sin. Amen. See, when you go to the Father and you say yes to that blood, what happens is it washes you and it makes you holy. Your holiness does not come as a result of you living up to a standard. It comes from the blood of Jesus that's been offered and what it does to you internally. Amen? That's it. Your holiness is not progressive in that you become more holy. That blood washed you. Now, you might not be living to the standard that God has made you internally, so it looks like holiness is progressive. But for God, it's not. He says, you said yes to the blood. You've been washed. You're holy. Amen. Independent from anything you do or don't do. It's the result of what Jesus did. That's how you know that you can overcome because the blood has made you holy. Then he says, here, you can have my righteousness. You can have my right standing with the Father. As holy and righteous as the blood of Jesus before the Father, so are you. Amen. Got a couple of amens. Come on. Some people say, ooh, I don't, know if I, I don't know about that. Well, then you don't understand the completeness of the sacrifice of Christ. It's an exchange. 
It's not your works. It's not your performance. It's in that. The way that you can say I'm righteous is you're standing there, you're looking at the blood, you're looking at what Jesus did, and you're saying, that is my righteousness. Not my works, not what I have or haven't done. That right there. That is how you overcome by the blood of the Lamb. And your faith is in that. Your faith is in what He did. And see, the fact that it's human blood, there's, and we don't understand all this, but there's a union. It's like a marriage that has happened between us and God in His Trinity existence that we've exchanged lives. That blood, that life has become our life. You're not God. You're not going to become a God, but you have His life in you. He gives you His eternal life. Amen? Amen. That life resonant within you that has been shed before the presence of the Father for the removal of your sin is what causes you to overcome. But we don't necessarily always know how to experience that or engage that. But I'll just give you a hint of where we're going over the next few weeks. It's just to simply express faith in that. How confident is the Father in the blood of Jesus? How faithful is the Father to Jesus? When you're praying and you're wondering why your prayers aren't answered, those are the questions that you have to ask. Not, did I give enough? Did I go to church enough? Did I pray enough? What did I do to keep it from growing into my life? No, all those questions are wrong. The question is, did Jesus do something about this? Does the blood change whatever it is that I'm going through? And it's then the faith that rises up within you as a result of your confidence in that that causes you to overcome then it's by the word of our testimony. In other words, by the, our agreement with that. First Corinthians, or 2 Corinthians 1.20, we've been given incredible promises. All his promises are yes and amen. They're yes and amen, so we'd be partakers of his divine nature. But it says very specifically, the amen is spoken by us. Right? So this is the problem that we have as Christians. We recognize the blood. We recognize the supremacy of Jesus. We recognize his willingness and his faithfulness. But for us, we're not always experiencing it in our lives. But it's the amen that's spoken by us, the witness, our testimony. The testimony or the evidence that you need is not an external miracle. It's an internal assurity in the blood of Jesus. It's really very simple. I mean, this is basic stuff, but I want it to be real for us. I want it to be so real for us that it actually changes us. It transforms us, and it gives us a perspective. You know, I want people to accuse you of not caring. You understand what I mean by that? Like, you have conversations with something like, you seem like you don't care. It's like, no, it's not that I don't care. I'm not moved by sickness. I'm not moved by the tragedy. I mean, I I identify with these people. I'm empathetic. I'm compassionate. But it doesn't change what I think of the faithfulness of God. What you're going through doesn't change what I think God can do in and through you, and in fact already has done. See, this is our problem as believers. We're not confident in Jesus. We, start, we go to try to minister to people, so we start watering down the Word to match their circumstances. And we come up with some weird stuff sometimes when we do that. 
You have to be bold and confident in the faithfulness of God toward the Son so that you can bear witness to that. You're not cold. You're not compassionate. You're not out of touch. But you're confident and bold to connect people to the only answer that there is, and that's Jesus. For the jihadist extremist that's in Syria or for the kid that's skating at the skating rink next door, the answer is the same, Jesus. How confident in you, how confident are you in his blood to be able to tell people about it? Where you don't back down, you don't question, you don't wonder. You don't filter your own life's circumstances through what you're going to tell them. You can tell them boldly, God is faithful because he is. Because the blood is there. I've said it before. That's what When I get to heaven, I'm going into that throne room and I'm looking for that blood. I want to see it. I think it's still there. I think it's, there's, a, there's, some type, there's some type of union that we have with it that's, that's empowering us. Amen? Amen? Father, thank you so much. Thank you for salvation in Jesus. Thank you for the grace to rise up, to give us the wisdom that we need in every situation to be a, test, to be a witness for you. God, we give you glory and praise for what you've done in Courtney's life, for what you did in Keith's life and his body. We want to see more of that. People are still getting saved on this planet. We want to be part of it. We don't want to just hole up in the church, have a good time. We want to go out into the street and bring people to the saving knowledge of you. We yield our hearts to you. In fact, if you're here today and you've... You've never said yes yourself. You're not sure you have. Maybe you have. Maybe you haven't. You just want to make sure. Definitely if it's the first time for you. If you want to say, yes, I'm willing to believe that what Jesus did was for me. And that's the question. Is what Jesus did for me? If you're willing to believe that for the first time, just lift up your hand. Wave it at me.